Would you please open your Bibles to Numbers chapter 22? Numbers chapter 22. When you have found it, would you please stand for the reading of God's word tonight? Please follow along silently as I read out loud Numbers chapter 22, starting with verse number 1. And the children of Israel set forward and pitched in the plains of Moab on this side Jordan by Jericho. And Balak, the son of Zippor, saw that all Israel had done to the Amorites. And Moab was sore afraid of the people because they were many. And Moab was distressed because of the children of Israel. And Moab said unto the elders of Midian, Now shall this company lick up all that are round about us, as the ox licketh up the grass of the field. And Balak, the son of Zippor, was king of the Moabites at that time. He sent messengers, therefore, to Balaam, the son of Beor, to Pethor, which is by the river of the land of the children of his people, to call him, saying, Behold, there is a people come out from Egypt. Behold, they cover the face of the earth, and they abide over against me. Come now, therefore, I pray thee, curse me this people, for they are too mighty for me. Peradventure I shall prevail, that we may smite them, that I may drive them out of the land. For I want that we, that he whom thou blessest is blessed, and him who thou cursest is cursed. And the elders of Moab and the elders of Midian departed with the rewards of divination in their hands. And they came unto Balaam and spake unto him the words of Balak. And he said unto them, Lodge here this night, and I will bring you word again, as the Lord shall speak unto me. And the princes of Moab abode with Balaam. And God came unto Balaam and said, What men are these with thee? And Balaam said unto God, Balak, the son of Zippor, king of Moab, has sent unto me, saying, Behold, there is a people come out of Egypt, which covereth the face of the earth. Come now, curse me them, peradventure I shall be able to overcome them and drive them out. And God said unto Balaam, Thou shalt not go with them, thou shalt not curse the people, for they are blessed. And Balaam rose up in the morning and said unto the princes of Balak, Get you into your land, for the Lord refuseth to give me leave to go with you. And the princes of Moab rose up, and they went unto Balak and said, Balaam refuseth to come with us. And Balak said it, I sent yet again princes more and more honorable than they. And they came to Balaam and said unto him, Thus saith Balak, the son of Zippor, that nothing I pray thee hinder thee from coming unto me. For I will promote thee unto very great honor, and I will do whatsoever thou sayest unto me. Come, therefore, I pray thee, curse me this people. And Balaam answered and said unto the servants of Balak, If Balak would give me his house full of silver and gold, I cannot go beyond the word of the Lord my God to do less or more. Now, therefore, I pray you, tear ye also here this night, that I may know what the Lord will say unto me more. And God came unto Balaam at night and said, said unto him, If the men come to call thee, rise up and go with them. But yet the word which I shall say unto thee, thou shalt, uh, th that shalt thou do. And Balaam rose up in the morning and saddled his ass and went with the princes of Moab. And God's anger was kindled because he went. And the angel of the Lord stood in the way for an adversary against him. Now he was riding upon his ass and his two servants were with him. Thank you, thank you, thank you. It's great to be in the charismatic church tonight. <laughs> well, Baptists don't shout anymore. You all know that, right? No, I'm not parking it right there. Numbers, chapter 22, please. Hey, 
You ever noticed um, when you go to a car lot, by the way, somebody just got a new car. God bless your heart. I'm so happy for you. Um, when you go to a car lot, uh, you're looking around. Uh, when I got my car about six years ago, I'm looking around and I said, uh, so what, what about that one right there? Oh, that one's sold. And sure enough, I looked on the front window. There's a big sold sign on there. And you walk around the car lot or you go to buy furniture and uh, you see something you like and all of a sudden you look and there's a tag. Sold. And so you, you look at all these things and, and you're driving around and you see, uh, uh, for example, in my neighborhood, there are four or five houses up for sale. And uh, you ever notice what they do immediately when a house is sold? They put a sold sign up. Now, they do that, and uh, now here I am thinking, look, man, if you sold the car, put it on the back lot. Get it out of the way. Right. Or you go by, and you're in a neighborhood, and you see a house, and you say, hey, that looks, ah, uh, sold. And they leave the sold sign up. If it's sold, get rid of the sign. It's done. But you have to understand something. There's a reason why they keep cars in the lot that says sold. There's a reason why a house, as soon as it's sold, or now they'll even sell pending. They can't wait to get that sign up there. What they're trying to do is saying, no sense inquiring here. This is a done deal. It's already over with. This belongs to somebody else. There's no sense bothering at this time. No sense discussing terms. There's no sense waiting around and guessing if it's yours. It's done. It's already been decided. I happen to believe that every child of God ought to put the soul sign out front. I think we ought to get to the place where people quit guessing whether we're for sale or not. I think we ought to just come out and either live for Christ or just stop it altogether. Putting out the sold sign during Faith Harbor Week and putting it back away after it's gone is defeating the purpose. We need to make it plain. And I mean put it out front. Quit being ninja Christians, okay? Quit running around hoping nobody on the job notices you're a Christian. We need to make it plain that there's no sense bothering that one. He's a sold-out Christian. There's no sense discussing terms with that one. I already know what he believes. That one sold out. You might as well just leave him alone. You see, Balaam had a problem. Balaam had a, by the way, he was a prophet. And God talked to him. The problem is there was a heathen king. Listen to the word. There was a heathen king that went to a man of God to get him to curse God's people. Now, what happened was one lived in a far country and the other one lived someplace else. So he sent ambassadors, if you would, to fill the situation out. Let's see if Balaam will take a strong stand or can we convince him to curse God's people? So they sent this entourage to him the first time. And while they were approaching him, he asked them who they were and what they were doing there to make the long story short. And they said, well, we represent uh, Balak. He is the king of the Moabites. And there are these people that are covering the land like ants everywhere. And we will not be able to beat them unless you come and curse them. Because we know this much. Who you curse is cursed and who you bless is blessed. So if you come and work for us, we'll be able to defeat God's people. So Balaam, the prophet, says, you know something? Let me sleep on it. 
So while he's doing this, he invites them to spend the night. He invites the people who are asking him to curse God's people. Well, you know, you don't want to offend anybody. You want to be nice to everybody, even people who want to destroy God's people. We don't want them going back home saying, don't go there. Those people have a bad attitude. So he lets them spend the night. While they're spending the night, he goes to God and prays. While he's praying, he asks God, should I go with these people and curse this people? God said, absolutely not. Those are my people. You're not going to curse them, and you're not going to go with these people. By the way, the first thing God said is, who are these people in your house? That's a good question for some of us, isn't it? What do these people hear? I have never understood how a person living in open, filthy, wicked sin can feel comfortable in a church. I didn't say you weren't welcome here. I don't understand you feeling comfortable like, yeah, I like this place. No, the, the Bible said the wicked should not be able to stand in the congregation of the righteous. It's not because we think we're better than you. It's just there should be that much different. Look, when I walked into church the second time or even the first time, I thought, man, I don't belong here. I knew what I was. But now people walk in like, yeah, I have as much right to be there as anybody else. Number one, you have too much pride. Number two, you're as blind as a goose in a hailstorm. And it shouldn't be that way. As soon as you walk in, there ought to be this guilt. There ought to be this feeling of uneasiness. Why? You don't belong among God's people. I didn't say you shouldn't be saved. I want you to be saved. Listen to me. Now, so Balaam gets up the next morning and says, can't do it. Can't do what? Can't go with you. Now, he didn't mention anything about cursing God's people. He just said, I can't go with you. So they trot off. Please understand, this isn't like they went back next door. They travel a long way, a lot of times passing by. Balaam stays where he's at. Balak and the entourage uh, that he sent goes back to him, and they tell him the bad news. Sorry, king. He said, no way, Jose. You're Spanish, below the border. And so he comes back. Carmelo, smiling back there, uh, finally said something he understood. Now, <laughs> so what happens is this. Balak, the king of the Moabites, said, there's got to be a way to buy this guy off. There's got to be a way to turn him. She gives the, his entourage a new more money, tells him, tell him we'll promote him. He will not believe what we can do for him if he will join in with us and help us destroy God's people. So off they go again. Now, while this is going on, he shows up again, and God says, what do these people? So he goes back. He says, okay, who are you? We represent Balak. Uh, what do you want? I want you to curse some people. Uh, okay. Look, spend the night. What? Didn't we go through this before? Can I ask somebody, how many times do you have to keep facing those same people and putting up with that same junk before it's going to dawn on you? What are you doing running yourself through this meal constantly all the time? And then you come to me and go, I don't get it. Why do they keep saying that? I don't understand why you keep inviting them to stay over. So he tells them, look, let me pray about it. You know, once God has told you to do something, you don't need to pray about it anymore. Once God says you should not do something, you don't need to pray. It's like the teenage girl that keeps, Dad says, no. Well, Dad, I'm praying about it. No, Dad already said no. By the way, I just heard there's a big heavy set guy down in Texas, guys, I own Jewel. Wow. I just heard. Oh, my God. Rebecca, I thought it was going to be you. It's not. It's Jules. It's a what? He was actually from New York acting like a Texan. 
and interested in jewels. Oh, my goodness. Huh? Oh, yeah. Oh, jewels. Oh, bless her heart. Now, so, commercial. So what happened here is this. They go back, and he adds something to the conversation. He's beginning already to compromise. He compromised because he prayed, and he didn't need to do that. Number two, he reconsidered the deal again after God already told him no. He sends them back, but he says this time, even if the king gave me a room full of gold, I can't do this. Now, why would you even say that? Because he's thinking. He's wondering about compromising. He's wondering about giving in. But please understand, God said no. So God finally said, okay, so you're going anyway? Okay, when you get there, you're going to do what I tell you to do. So that's, that's another part of the story. Now listen to me very carefully. If Balaam was sold out to God completely, why would he even consider listening to an ungodly person against God's people? That is a good question for us in here. Don't you think that's a good question in here? Some of you listen to someone that's no longer living right talk and trying to hurt your church and your people. Some of you, your own family is like you don't know what to do about it. Put out the sold sign and say, uh-uh, not for sale. We're not changing. I don't need to listen to you, and I'm not going to pray about the situation. If Balaam was completely sold out, he would not have to allow them to... What's he doing letting them hang around? If his mind was made up, why is he letting them hang around? We are so concerned about whether people think we're nice people or not. We won't even tell the devil, hit the road, Jack, and don't you come back no more. Well, I don't want to hurt his feelings. If Balaam was sold out to God completely, he would never have even heard about what they had to offer. Why are you listening to people say, what, are you afraid to talk to me? That's what you're afraid of. You know, when people ask you, is that what your preacher makes you do? I don't make anybody do anything. Do you honestly know it's been said that we lock the doors when you get in here? Do you know on the inside of that door, they're called a push bar? It's called a push bar. You can't lock it. And by the way, now that the public school system says you can lock doors, you can lock doors. Up until then, something's wrong if you lock the doors. See, I have credibility once the news media agrees with me. No, what you didn't understand, I had credibility before that with God. But most of us are so locked into the world until the professionals agree... It's like, come on, preacher, just like the cell phones with your kids. But that's another subject. If Balaam had a sold sign out that said where he really stood, he would not even needed to hear about what they had to offer. This is where they, you're afraid to even listen to me, aren't you? Afraid you'll give in. You know something? Nobody ever approaches me like that. Nobody. Why did they approach you time after time after time asking you, questioning you, drilling you, wanting to know why you do what you do. They don't ask me why I don't wear a dress. They don't ask me why I don't do this and why I, why don't they do that? Well, you're the preacher. No, I have a sold sign out. 
see, I had family members that used to come to church, and I had family members try to pull me away, and I had friends of a lifetime that quit and then tried to get me to change my mind. The reason they don't hang around is because once and for all, no sense going there, sold signs out front. And by the way, get it out of the backyard, take it out of the garage, put it out front where it belongs, and let people know I'm not for sale. Had Balaam truly been sold out to God completely, he certainly would not have had to pray about it. Young lady, you have no business running around with a backslidden disregard for dad and mom. That is against the Bible. If you're living for God, you had no business being with somebody like that. No business at all. Mom and dad, take your stand and say, get in the house now. Well, she won't like me. Do I need to explain that? First of all, I don't understand why a child would not love their mom and dad guiding them through a tough time. It doesn't take long for the world to cross our path just a few times to see they're not really sold out on this. They're looking for you. They're searching for you. Like somebody driving through an area looking for a house that's up for sale. The unbeliever, the ungodly, the wicked, and the backslider keep hanging around you and tempting you and trying to buy you out, so to speak, because you have not made it clear, I am a member of the Anchor Baptist Church. That is my preacher. This is my book. I love the Lord. I'm not going anywhere. Back off. Why won't, don't, don't, don't shout and scream like a banshee Indian around here and out there. You, I don't know. You know, I don't know. Tell them no. Honestly, look, they interviewed Trump, and, they, and here's what the news media says. We found someone that disagrees with him. Really? All these millions of people? You found somebody. No kidding. Do you understand there are people all over the West Side that don't like me, have never even met me? Because to meet me is to love me. Say amen. amen. You need to put out the soul sign. Listen, if those who truly are for God would let the world and everybody around you finally know beyond a shadow of a doubt, I mean that your opinion, I'm sold out. There's no sense discussing it. There's no sense talking to me about it again. Pretty soon, they won't approach you anymore. Why? Because it says sold. You don't keep going back. Look, I'll pay more for the car. Sir, I'm sorry, it's sold. It's, it's in contract. That house is not up for sale anymore. That guy's got a contract on it. When it gets to that point, no realtor discusses things with you. No car person discusses. Not on that car they don't. They may go someplace else and try to sell you something else. Put the sold sign out. Look, I'm not up for sale. I'm not going anywhere. I don't put out resumes. I, I don't wonder what other church could treat me better. Why? I'm sold out. If you would simply take your stand and let everybody know you're sold out, much of the tempting to quit and change would stop. There's a reason people keep approaching you because you keep, well, I'll pray about it. Well, you can spend the night. Well, I don't want to hurt your feelings. Well, let's discuss it again. Would you please stop that stuff? The devil in the world does not know what to do with a Christian that has a soul sign out front. You're weird. You're odd. Nobody does that. I do. 
If more Christians would do that, you'd have a whole lot less personal problems with people you can't stand. That's when you start hearing comments, though, like you just turned fanatical. That's your problem. Isn't it amazing? People in other churches, when you go all out for Christ, you're fanatical. And when you don't, oh, no, that's okay. That's what everybody does. Shouldn't that be the other way around? That's when you start hearing comments like you're afraid to consider you may be wrong. I don't have to consider because I'm not reasoning with you. I have the Bible. I tell you every time I preach, open up your Bible. I tell you every time, hey, we're going to study a little Bible this morning, open your Bible. And you just sit there and stare at me like, I know what's true and what's not true. No, you don't either. That's why God gave us a Bible. I do not, I have an opinion about a lot of stuff. I have a lot of things I do and don't do, but it's all based on Bible. That's why I'm not wishy-washy. That's why I can put a soul, yeah, but preacher, what if you're wrong? I'm not. A double-minded man, let him think he'd receive nothing from the Lord. I know what I believe, and I know why I believe. And you would think after 26 years that somewhere, if something was wrong, God would have said, you're wrong. But he didn't say anything was wrong. Actually, he tells me okie-dokie every time I get through preaching. If you would simply put out the soul sign. The devil and the world does not know what to do with the per- but they keep fussing with you because you have not made it known I am not for sale. I belong to Jesus Christ. I am not my own. I will live this book. I will go to church. I will read. I will pray. I will do what God wants and I don't have to change to get along with people. It's not necessary to be that separated, they say. Oh, you hear that a lot nowadays. Can I ask you something? What is wrong with being more separated? Is there something sinful about that? It's not necessary. That's not what I'm asking you. What is wrong with it? What is wrong? There's a word in the Bible we know very little about anymore. It's called holy. By the way, do you know even the Bible said that we need to worship the Lord? Watch this. Watch it. In the beauty of holiness. You know what God is saying? Well, when you really live right for me, that is so pretty. I just love that. You understand what God is saying? So... This is when you hear comments like this. That place is just mean-spirited, which some of you think about tonight. Now, you need to do put out the soul sign. Just put out the soul sign. Live your life, talk, act, behave, do what you're supposed to do. Leave no doubts in anyone's mind where you stand, why you stand, that you're going to stand. You're not about ready to move just because they... Look, there'll always be somebody can out-argue you. Well, you know, they kind of out-argued me, so I have to give in. No, you don't. No, you don't. You know, when I started believing in eternal security or got saved, I didn't know the first scripture. But I started living it. Amen. Why? That's what God wanted me to do. Look, I don't need to know what's in the, the path before I start walking the right path. Right. Just start walking. It'll make sense the more and more you go all the time. Somewhere along the line, every one of you teenagers, every one of you moms and dads need to quit vacillating back and forth between the world, between lost relatives and people who don't like you to begin with, those that have compromised their Christianity and want you to do the same thing, so that you'll not be the last family member still trying to live what's right. Put out the soul sign. The word, in God, the word of God instructs us to put out a soul sign. You said where? In Matthew chapter 5, verse number 16. Watch this. Let your light so shine before men that they may see. They need to see your light. They need to see 
that you stand. They need to see where you're at. You don't light a candle, put it underneath a bushel. You put it out there for everybody to see. Isn't it about time we take a soul sign and put it out front when people go by? You know, when I, as soon as I moved into our community, I said, so you're the preacher. <laughs> Who told you that? See, the reason you don't tell anybody because when you blow your stack at your wife, they don't know you're a Christian yet. Just put out the sold sign and let everybody know. I'm the priest. By the way, they have block parties in our in our area. Right after we moved in, some people from down the street who had just moved in, they're knocking on doors and handing out invitations. On the on the invitation, it said uh, we're, we're having a I think it was Christmas or New Year's party, and they knocked on my door. I said, Come on in, and uh, they walked on in, and uh, they hand me this and uh, uh, wine tasting. That, that almost got me to compromise there. Um, uh, games, parties, you know, and uh, I looked at them, and there was, oh, it's nice having the neighborhood, blah, blah, blah. And I said, I'm a Baptist preacher. <laughs> oh. Oh. Oh, well, you're still invited. Now, I was tempted to go, but I would ruin the whole night. <laughs> Just my prep, trust me. Mr. Bell and I, when we went on a cruise, it's a funny thing. When you go on cruises, they want to set you with different people so the whole ship will get to know each other, okay? Which I'm not really fond of, but whatever. So uh, you paid for it, so I went. Now, so we're sitting there, and they said, all right, uh, uh, brother and Mrs. Bell. They said, uh, Mr. and Mrs. Bell, you'll be sitting at table so-and-so, and and here are the people sitting there. And so we sat down, and over here was a couple from the Midwest, and here was another couple over here, and here was a black couple over here, and then we were sitting here. So they're going around the table, and this guy owns a ranch out west someplace, and, and they've worked hard all their life, and now they're enjoying this. And enjoy, And the next couple, we just got married, and we're going on a cruise, and, and everybody has a drink and, you know, and that kind of stuff. And the guy next to me was a retired military guy who said, uh, yeah, I'm retired. And he said, I make no bones about it. He said, I drink, I golf, and I gamble. So, George, what do you do for a living? Oh, I'm in business for myself. See, that was what you'd have said. So they're all grabbing like this. I said, I'm a Baptist preacher. Oh. Oh, that's really good. I said, yes, sir. I like it. And we, actually, we had a great time. Can I ask you, why don't you just put the sign out? Let them decide whether they want to come along with you or don't. Quit deciding whether they're right, whether they're wrong, what you're going to do. Are you going to change again this year or are you going to wait a year? I'm not changing. I'm staying the way that I am. God said, let your light so shine before men that they may see your good works. See it. They need to see it. 1 Timothy chapter 4, verse number 12. Thou therefore be an example of the believers. An example. See, the reason is you do, hey, uh, what are you doing this for? I don't know. I, I don't know. I don't know. You know what it says? Still for sale. Still looking around for what might make me happy. Still wondering what else is out there somewhere. Brother, I don't want to. 
And it's not because I'm not tempted. I'm a man. I get tempted just like you do. But the fact of the matter is, if you look out in your front yard, there's a big old sign there that says, Sold. Jesus bought me. I belong to him. And it really doesn't matter to me who likes it anymore. You say, that's ah, just because you're old. Put out the sold sign and let everybody know you're not for sale. Quit wondering what philosophy is right. Sell out to God. Put out the sold sign. Out front for everybody to see. Leave no doubt in anybody's mind. The way you talk should say sold out. By the way, some of you guys in here, you're using language you shouldn't even use around other men. Suggestive language. TV language, gutter language, misleading language, knock it off. Don't tell me you don't know whether it was right or wrong. The Holy Ghost of God, if you're a born-again Christian, as soon as you start walking down a certain path you shouldn't belong, it's like your blood pressure went sky high. You start illuminating on the inside. That's called conviction. It's called guilt. The Holy Spirit wants you to know you don't talk that way. You girls, quit flirting. Amen. Look at me. Quit your flirting. Amen. You're a little girl. She'll still be playing Barbie dolls, cabbage patch kids. If your girl not trucks. Now, there we go. It's putting out the soul time. Let you know. Listen to me very carefully here. Leave no doubt in anyone's mind. The way you dress should say, I'm sold out. Amen. You don't have to dress up to go to church. I want to dress up to go to church. I don't want anybody on Sunday morning says, hey, where are the bells going? I don't know. He's got his slip-on shoes and his polo shirt. Maybe he's going bowling. No, I ain't going bowling. I'm going to church. Well, I just feel uncomfortable. I hope you feel more uncomfortable when I get through preaching. The places you go, the way you act, where you are at on Sunday morning and Sunday night and Thursday night ought to tell everybody, I am sold out, I am not for sale. The way you mind your mom and dad should tell everybody, I am a born-again Christian that wants to live for God. You quit whining and crying every time you tell, I don't care. Brother, sell out to God. Mind your parents like God said and let everybody know. I live for God. Put out the soul sign. You got to do the same thing to your preacher. See, you first come here and you go like, yes. Wow, that's Pastor Bell. After a while, it's like, yes, he's just a man. People are watching your reaction to that. And they know whether you're sold out or not. I like Mrs. I like Mrs. Mullins when it comes to Mrs. Bell. Don't cross Mrs. Bell's path. Okay. She's always been that way. You don't talk about pastor's wife. You don't talk about Miss Bell. You just don't do that. It's just the way she is. You know why? And by the way, I don't think a lot of people go over and gossip to her. It's kind of like she already let everybody know where she stands. See, the reason everybody keeps talking to you, picking on you, right. gossiping to you, you have never let them know, I don't listen to that. Right. I don't go there. Yeah. I'm not checking. You haven't put out the sold sign. The sold sign says, can't buy this. Amen. The sold sign says, you might as well go somewhere else. The sold sign says, no negotiating here. Just put out a sold sign. You'll save yourself a lot of trouble. Amen. Amen. Yep. 
put out this old sign. Turn to 1 Corinthians chapter number 6. 1 Corinthians chapter number 6. Oh, it's wonderful to be a Christian. Oh, it's wonderful to be God's child. Oh, it's wonderful to have your sins forgiven. In case you wondered if I just changed notes, I did. That's how talented that I am. Now, or I just messed up. Who knows? 1 Corinthians chapter number 6. Look at verse number 19. Those of you that claim Christianity, live Christianity. Those of you that said, Jesus bought my life, live like you belong to somebody else. Advertise like somebody bought your home. Because they did. If you're saved, you put the sold sign out and said, not for sale anymore. Somebody bought me. I belong to somebody. What? Question mark, right? Know you not that your body is the temple of the Holy Ghost, which is in you, which you have of God, and you are not your own. What are you doing making decisions for yourself? Balaam, what are you doing? You're a prophet of God. What are you doing making decisions like you still have some options here? His options got him in a lot of trouble. Even in the New Testament, it talks about the error of Balaam. He went astray chasing his own desires and his own money, his own profit, and it completely took him out of God's will. Balaam wasn't as smart as some people may think that he was. You find out here, he says, what? He said, you're not your own for or because you're bought with a pride. Now, that makes sense. Look, that's my car. If I want to scratch it, that's my business. You don't scratch it. Don't get close to it with a plow. Bless his heart. Now, <laughs> you always say that when you stab somebody and you try to smooth it over. Oh, bless his heart. He's a wicked, filthy guy. Bless his heart. Watch what he says. For you're bought with a price. Because you're bought with a price, he said, therefore, glorify God. Glorify God. What is your problem that you can't bring glory to God by the way you live? Because you haven't put out a soul sign. Who knows? Maybe a better offer will come down. There is not a better offer. Once you have come to that idea that Christ is my all in all, that everything I've ever desired is in him, I may not have it all yet, but it is in him, then the temptation of the world doesn't have near the allurement that it does on some of you now. Well, their argument is pretty good. Where is the Bible? By the way, by the way, I want you to go to, oh, okay, yeah, go to, go to Proverbs 18. This thing about you listening to backsliders, ungodly, people living in sin, talk about people in your church trying to live right and do right is against the Bible. Let me show you Bible. Go to Proverbs chapter number, what? 18. Proverbs chapter number 18. I knew I missed something back here. Proverbs chapter 18. Here you are sitting around talking to Aunt Lulu, the evangelist, who's not living for God. Got her skin-tight jeans on, her short shorts on. Telling you, you don't have to go this far to live for Jesus. I'm a Christian. I'm sorry. I'm a Christian. I don't have to do that. I would say if the dress fit, wears it, but you're wearing dresses that don't fit, so I don't want to tell you. Now... 
Lord hath thou sold sign. Proverbs chapter 18, look at verse number 5. It is not good. Listen to me, Christian, those of you that don't know who to listen to. Are they living for Christ? I don't, well, you know, they're saved. That's not what I ask you. It's between being saved and living for Christ. Watch what he says. It is not good to accept the person of the wicked. A wicked person, by definition, is a person who is living in sin or sinful life. Didn't you say lost? But watch what he says. It is not good to accept the person of the wicked to overthrow the righteous in judgment. Well, this is what we believe around here. That's not true. Well, yeah, you're right. What are you doing? You're encouraging people that aren't living right and don't care about a church trying to hold its ground and stand for God until he comes back. You're listening to the wrong people. They wouldn't even hang around you if you had a soul sign out and said, whoa, 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 whoa. We may be related, but you don't talk about my church. We may be related, but I belong to Jesus Christ, and I know full well what I believe. Let the world put on its shorts. Let them sociably, let them drink, let them do what they want. It has no influence on me, and I have no decision about that because I have been bought by somebody else. I'm not my own. Put out the sold sign. Quit letting others think perhaps you're still up for sale. That that place, your life, still belongs to you. That somehow you still have some say-so or you have opinion. If your opinion doesn't line up with the Bible, you're wrong. And they're watching and they're listening and they know who you are. Can I say, why don't they ever go to Mrs. Mullins and try to convince her to leave? Actually, back in the day, somebody did and she said, you have no business being in my house. Well, you come on in. You sit down. Well, we're, you know, we're praying about things. And you can't figure out why they keep fussing with you. Because you haven't put out the soul sign. How ridiculous for a heathen king to come to a man of God and ask him to curse God's people. What would make him think he could do that or that he could even pull that off? Because you never know until you ask. You want to know why they stopped by? Let's see what Brother Weaver thinks. Brother Weaver doesn't think he drives trucks. Why did he ask the man of God? Why did he even think that was possible? The soul sign wasn't out. And the king knew it. He found out. You see, we were years ago, uh, by the way, we try to clean these chairs quite often. If you quit bringing your drinks in here like we ask you not to. Honestly, if you have to drink eight gallons of water a day to survive, you really ought to stay home. Oh, preacher. And then, you know, you don't do it in a way where nobody can see you. We're in the storefront. A lady broke out a whole thing of saltine crackers. Sat in the front row. You know what she said? If I don't have something to eat, I'll get real sick. I said, ma'am, you're in church. I bet when you're in the hospital, they oh, yeah, help yourself. No, they don't do that. Ma'am, you can't eat that right now. Oh, okay. I don't know what that was all about. Oh, we were, um, now we clean the chairs inside the building, and uh, it's a huge job, so we should help us out a little bit. But uh, when we first got them, we took them all outside in the parking lot. You remember that? You were here for that. Uh, who else was with us that day? You remember? 
Oh, Brother Phillips, you were there? Did you do that? Well, that was dumb to move them all out there, wasn't it? That was my idea because uh, I wasn't sold out yet. But anyway, we took them all out there. Now, these are brand new. These were brand new. We took them out there to clean them. And when we were cleaning them, people stopped by and asked if, if, if they would put them out by the curb so people could have them. These chairs back then were like $45 a piece. They were brand new. We had cleaning equipment, and you want to know if you can just take them. I guess because we didn't have a sold sign out there, they wondered if they could take them. Are you listening to me? I'm not talking about the chairs. I'm talking about you. I'm talking about me. There's a reason that fat cowboy won't hang around. Tell him, drop dead, heavy guy. Get out of here. My daddy said, no heavy guys in my family. You got it? Put out the sold sign. Trouble is, we let people hang around. Next thing, well, what am I supposed to tell him? Then you go to your dad and say, Dad, can you help me? No, you tell him. Hey, fat cowboy, get out of here. Don't put anything near the curb. It'll be gone in just an hour. I'm telling you, it'll be gone. Let me help you here a little bit. Number one, if the sold sign was out, the king would have known it. But he showed up twice. Even though God said, you don't need to pray about it. Who are these people in your house? And no, you're not going with them. I, I'm sorry. I, I can't do it. Maybe you can I cannot hang around people that talk about you or my church, whether we're related or not. I just can't do it. Maybe you're a better Christian than I am, but when certain things get pushed on me, I remind them I'm sold out. Don't even come down that path. And if they use your children, grandchildren, or relationship against you, they don't really care. Put out the soul sign. They approached Balaam. They wouldn't have done that had he already said, we're done. Do you know people know if you have a gossip sign out front? That you have a, I compromise when push comes to shove. This is why they keep fussing with you. Because you let them. You say, well, that's just mean-spirited. I say, I told you it'd come out sooner or later. Number two. He certainly would not have talked to Balaam twice. I mean, just how often are you going to keep talking to that same person who doesn't like where you're going to church, doesn't like what you believe. What they're trying to do is get you to leave to go where they're at. Can I ask you, where's God's will in that? Amen. Your reasoning, and the only reason they think you're reasoning because you don't put the soul sign out. Let them know. Okay, why did you join this church? Why did you get saved? Why do you carry a King James Bible? Why do you, do, why do you call this my church? If you're always doing, well, yeah, well, yeah, well, you know, I've thought about that. Well, yeah, you know what you're doing? You're getting ready to go to a foreign country and you're going to hurt God's people. And God said, "Mm -mm, don't do that, Balaam. Number three, people who are not sold advertise that they're not sold. Look, you can drive down my neighborhood and the ones that don't have sold sign out front means they're possibly for sale. 
You won't know till you knock on the door. Uh, just wondering, I really like your house. Is it possibly up for sale? Uh, well, we haven't put the sign out front yet, but what are you offering? This is what Balaam did. What are you offering me? I may change my mind. Wait a minute, God already told him, what are you doing letting these people in your house? Number two, you prayed about it, I don't know why, and I told you no. I said, don't even go with them. You turned around and said, that's all according to what you're willing to offer me. If you gave me a whole room, well, I couldn't even do it then. Why? Preacher won't let us. You need to stop that. You know full well you can do what you want to. And some of you do. That's why you won't come and talk to me. You already know what I'm going to say. Why? The soul shines out. Can I say this again? I'm not for teenagers dating, period. So if you're wondering if I'm for that or back you up, yes, I will. I'm not for it, and I will back you up on that. Just thought I'd throw that out there. Number four, people who are not openly sold out can be approached and tempted to sell out. Do you know what a moderate is in political arenas? Do you happen to know what swing voters are? I'm not necessarily for or against. I hate that phrase. Why not? Especially when it comes to things of God. Balaam could have said, you know, I'm not really for you guys. I'm not against you. It's all according. That's what got him in trouble. It's called the error of Balaam over in Titus. Please understand something here. You need to put out the soul sign. Why won't you put out the soul sign? There's a good question. You say, I think I have. Then why do they keep hanging around trying to buy you out? Just thought. Let everyone know one last time you belong fully to Jesus Christ and I'm going to advertise it. I'm going to advertise it. I'm not ashamed to advertise openly that I'm sold out to the King James Bible. I tell you that all the time. I don't study another Bible then come out here and read this one because that's what you still prefer. I don't prefer the King James Bible. It is the only Bible that I know of. I don't prefer its interpretation. It's the Word of God. That's the soul sign, right? I don't talk to preacher about all that because he's sold on the King James Bible. I'm sold on the people God gave me. This is why it makes it tough. Fernando was out here in the, in the parking lot today and gave that big bear a hug. And uh, it's like, hey, Fernando, how you doing? And uh, hugged me back. Hey, preacher, how you doing? He's growing all kinds of scruff and you know, he's backsliding like crazy. And, uh, and uh, we just had a great time together. Please understand, I miss him being here. I miss Armando being here. When Bob and Bridget and the girls leave, I will miss them. They're good people. They've been sold on this church. They have been a help to this church. You know, almost always after church, that one comes up here and bangs on our piano. While you're carrying on conversation, keep going like this. Why did she turn that thing down, man? There's a silent pedal on that. You know that, right? Yeah, but you don't like them, do you? Yeah, we don't like them at home either when Dad goes, Alyssa, knock it off. Daddy. Yeah, I went through all that now. So what you need to do is understand, are these your people or aren't they your people? Okay, watch this. For better or worse? 
sickness and health? He said, well, you're talking about a marriage. Mm -hmm. I sure am. You better believe I am. This is my church. I don't visit other churches to see if I might join there. When I'm traveling somewhere, I go to hear preaching. End of the story. I'll fill out all the visitors' card they want me to, but I ain't joining nobody's church. I'm not changing. Why? I don't have to. I know I'm right. That's not an arrogant statement. I can prove why I do what I do with the King James Bible, and I've been doing this now at this place right here for 28 years. Not one person has ever left and said, you're not preaching doctrine. Yes, I am. My standards, principles, and values are not for sale, and they're not changing. He said, nobody does that anymore. I didn't, I'm not looking for a boat. They were right 28 years ago when I started this, and you weren't even here. So I wasn't looking for a vote back then. I'm not looking for a vote now. I'm not trying to be mean or arrogant. I'm simply saying, didn't you see the soul sign when you showed up? And by the way, I'll make the statement again. My name is not on that sign. My name has never been on a sign of this church, I don't think. Maybe on the storefront. I don't remember. They are on our buses. But they're not on that sign. That wasn't an oversight. That was done on purpose. I am here to help you, but I'm not here to give in to you. I am here to help you grow in grace and in knowledge, learn how to walk in unity with each other and Christ. That doesn't mean I compromise so you can fit in. I cannot meet everybody's lines of separation. So I have a better idea. You come here, you join, you line up with mine. Now, if you have better separation and better standards than I do, I'm all for you. But quit acting like you're better than everybody else. I'll say this for you. If you're not for the preacher where you go to church, why not? Well, if you only knew. You know, when you join that next church, you're going to find out stuff about him too. Can't tell you how many times somebody said, Pastor Bell was here. He wouldn't let those kids run around like that. Well, you ain't where Pastor Bell is anymore. Now you're where Brother Bob is. Brother Bob's a good friend. I like him. There's no questioning. There's no, there, no one questions me and these things. Why? I made it obvious. You want to know why people are on your kid's case all the time? Girls, look up here. Knock it off. You know why they're on your kid's case all the time? Because they're always blowing it. They're always where they shouldn't be, talking the way they shouldn't, looking suspicious, walking a fine line, doing everything they can to get by, and you think somebody's picking them. They're not. They're doing everything wrong. And I'm not going to give in to them. Just not going to do it. Now, those of you with little kids, you're all for that. I couldn't build the walls high enough. So when they become teenagers, you want me to compromise. Oh, yeah, girls, I'm telling you right now. Now, so what happens is... I can't do that. Put out a soul sign. Do you even have a soul sign? Do you have a sign? What do you put up the maybe sign? Who knows sign? I don't know. What's your argument? 
Why do you keep doing it? And then you complain that they keep questioning you and pressuring you. Do you know why? Put out soul time. Yeah, I mentioned shorts and pants and dresses and, and drinking and, and I mentioned everything. That sign says Baptist. And I don't mean modern day Baptist. This is not Longview. This is not Calvary. This is not First Baptist. This is Anchor Baptist Church. I believe in the local independent fundamental Baptist church of which I am the pastor of this church. I'm not this because I worked into this position. I didn't even want the position. God asked me to do this, to lead you. He asked me to help him do that. I don't know what I'm doing. He said, I know that. But you follow me and you'll be able to help him. That's all I'm trying to do. But in that, you want me, you ever wonder why God looked at, at, at Moses told Joshua, or God told Joshua, said, now look, you take it over from Moses. Watch what he says. Don't go to the right. I never thought you could go right far enough. Then he said this, and don't go to the left. Both of those are easy to do or easier to do than, watch, than be balanced. Everybody wants to pull. Y'all do it to me all the time, whether you realize it or not. Preacher, you know what I was thinking? What you're doing is trying to get me to see your view. Not against that, but please understand, that same day, two people tried to get me to see their view. Now, you're all sold on your view, and you have no idea how many people are pulling on me to go this way or that way. The thing that will help you the most is if, what I got started, I'll stay right inside of there, and you're welcome to join me. But I cannot change because you showed up and offer something else. You understand? You'd think that'd make you feel real safe. Because if I changed and compromised every time somebody brought up a suggestion, you'd go crazy. You'd be like termite and yo-yo. You know, there's something about saying, bless God, I don't change. And, and know you're right about it, okay? Some people are just dumb, but, and know that you're right about it, okay? It gives you courage. It almost makes you look around and go, good, you want to ask me something? I ain't changing. And I don't get this thing we're doing now. What, what are you doing? Well, let's go visit everybody's church. What in the world is that all about? No, I'm talking about you folks there. You, you need to leave California. But anyway, I, I don't understand this stuff. Is this your church? Are we here to build this place? Are we to reach this community with the gospel? Are we here to help one another? Are we supposed to do good to all men, especially to them who are the household of faith? Why don't you just put out the soul sign and tell everybody, no sense talking to me. La, 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 la. I'm not listening. Why? I love this place. I was sitting back there with Mrs. Bell. We were playing footsies back there a little while ago. And I'm looking at the church this way, and I'm thinking, man, this place is pretty. Don't you think it's a beautiful auditorium? I love this place. I really do. Now, I'm not just kidding. You know why? Because my heart is here. My treasure is here. My family is here. Everything I have is here. Bob, everything you have is here. Uh, anyway, and uh, <coughs> girls, talk to daddy. Now, do you understand? You're having a problem because you're inviting a problem. You're inviting it simply because you didn't say, whoa, we don't talk about my church. You got something good to say? Have at it. You don't? Shut your mouth. Miss Vicki would appreciate that. Shut your mouth. 
dad, mom, quit giving in and then standing real strong against your kids. Take your stand, make it right, stand your ground. Every time you change, they want to take a little more or it confuses them or they're just thinking there's going to be another change later on. Find out what's right, take your stand, put the sign up. Look, I'm not going to give in to these little hillbillies down here. Are you crazy? You guys don't even know how to spell hillbilly. Why are they sitting here? Why do they care? Did anybody make you come here? You're worried to death about the hard preaching. Well, what do they keep showing up for? We pay these people to amen. I knew, yeah, you didn't get any money? Man, what kind of church is this? I'm out of here. I'm for sale. <laughs> by the way, I can be bought, by the way. Um, put up the soul sign. At first, it'll be tough because you're used to compromising, giving in, listening to other opinions. Once you take your stand, well, what's your problem? What, the preacher tell you not to talk? By the way, I never tell anybody who you can and cannot run with or talk to. But I am shocked that the people have not enough discernment to know who they should and should not talk to. Guess Eve shouldn't talk to the devil, should she? But she did. Got in a lot of trouble. Put out a soul sign. Let it be made known. I'm a Christian. I belong to Anchor Baptist Church. That's my preacher. These are my people. I love what we do. We run buses. We win souls. We knock doors still because it still works. Just, just, let them know. just let them know. It'll be good for you and they'll just have to live with it. Okay? Let's pray. Father, thank you so much for all you've done. Oh, dear Lord. Why do we consider it a tough thing to take a stand for you? For right, for Bible, for that which you gave us, for the place where we belong, where our heart really is. Until somebody interfered, we never even thought about it. But they interfered because they thought perhaps, uh, who knows, he may come and curse our people, curse these people for us. And he listened. Oh, at first he took a stand and said, no, I can't do it. God said, no, no. Second time, he added some things to it. And then he finally went. The Bible doesn't talk anything good about him in the New Testament. The error of Balaam. For gain, for option, he compromised. He strayed from that which is right. Because he didn't have a soul signed up. Dear Lord, please help us once again to get our courage. Our strength comes from the Lord. Help us to stand for him. I'm not standing for me. I'm standing for him and others and the cause of Christ. Help me. Give me the courage to do that. And I would, it would have to force me to do that if I'd simply put up the sold sign and say, I have to stand for that. I have to. The sold sign is up. I have to do that. Dear Lord, please bless these dear people. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you. I know what the world does. Devil and I have been doing battle for a long, long time. I know what he uses. I know those, those handles that he loves to jerk us around by. Help us, please, to put up the soul sign and say, Jesus bought me. He put me here. This is my place. I'm not changing. Dear God, please help us. In Jesus' name, amen.